Standing in this darkened room Don't know why I'm here Some things that I once understood Are not completely clear And that has made a silhouette Of all that I hold dear your face and just tell the story of a world that's been erased darkness took the clarity the longing has replaced forgotten every answer but these questions On Where I Stand, you start with your acoustic guitar and brushes on the drum this time. So it's, again, a different kind of intro to the other songs. What's this song about? So Where where I Stand, you know, in terms of production, you know, one of the things that was, I'll just start there for a second. It was absolute magic watching Shane work with Austin on the drums for this song because Austin Beauty is an incredible accomplished drummer. So responsive in the studio so knowledgeable about music 
and then what we were doing is we'd get a few takes, you know, and then it was later that we were we were sitting with decisions about what we wanted out of the drums for each of these songs. And so this is a good, funny story with it too, is that living in Maine, we have a wood stove, we have, you know, basement, we have first floor, second floor. So there's a lot of going up and down stairs for things. And we throw wood down in the basement in the wintertime and we need to grab some wood and snowing sideways. We just go down the basement, grab some wood. So one of the things I like to joke about is that, you know, when I run down the basement stairs and then I forget why I'm there, I just get a piece of firewood and bring it back upstairs. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I don't know what I was doing down here. It was about 11 at night and all the lights were out and I was upstairs, obviously going to bed a lot earlier than I normally do because it was only about 11. But I ran downstairs and suddenly found myself standing in the middle of my dining room and having no idea why I was there and the house was totally dark. And I was like, well, there's a great metaphor. We're just going to write about that. A lot of my songs are just fictional. They sound very personal in tone, but they're just written freely and working with metaphor. And so that was the metaphor I was working there. It was just, you know, one of those brainless moments in the dark, <laughs> literally in the dark. I love this line, edges tell a story of a world that's been erased. Darkness took the clarity that longing has replaced. Yeah, so again... I always try to write songs that have a personal tone that people can place themselves in somehow. And so being a very visual person, you know, a lot of my songs come to me in pictures. And so I just, I mean, I've learned to trust that because all my best songs have, have been written that way. And it's sort of like a slideshow in my head. With this one, there just kept being image after image after image about sight and light and Quite literally, when we're in the dark, you know, the edges of things are muted. You know, our eyes just don't interpret things the same way. They can misinterpret things. They can see things that aren't there. And there's all kinds of things that can happen when we're actually physically standing in the dark, trying to find something, trying to remember something, trying to look for something. And we don't have the benefit of that light shedding on the edges of things to show us where we are. So, you know, that accidental moment and my recognition of such is like, oh, metaphor, let's do this. Let's write a song about this. You know, yielded a lot of imagery that I just tried to respect when it came to me. It's really funny because the song is called Where I Stand, but like you're really lost <laughs> in the song. You're, you're, you lost the door to a promised land, a broken lock and the key in my hand. It's like, uh -huh. Oh my God, that sounds so frustrating. Well, and but also- That's where I stand. That's where I stand. Just you know, one last note about that. The pre-production on this was excruciating for me because I, I had played it in a slightly different form for several years and I performed it a lot and I collaborated with people on it repeatedly. There was a certain balance to the arrangement that was lacking. And I had done that intentionally, but it wasn't working for Shane. And so in the spirit of like, okay, I'm going to find out what I got to learn about this. I mean, obviously I'm not done as a songwriter and hopefully I get to do this for another 30, 40 years and I still won't be done. But I was like, let's see what we can come up with here. And he really held me to the task of balancing the arrangement of that song and filling it out in certain places lyrically, which is where some of those lines came from about, you know, the the broken lock. And it's interesting because I've, I've sung it so much this way now. I, I actually can't even remember what used to be there. I'd have to ask one of my buddies about that. But that one, I lost sleep over 
but it settled, you know, that song settled and then it was ready to be charted and ready for the studio. Well, you wrote it while you were sleepwalking, for goodness sake. Got up in the middle of the night and woke up in your living room not knowing where you were. For- yeah, well, I wasn't quite asleep yet. I uh, I was actually still asleep. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but yeah, you're on. You got. You're on. You're on to the. You're on to the. On to this one. <laughs> I like the way it ends with these contrasting guitars, which I, you know I'm sure you can't quite capture solo unless you've got like some foot pedal recording going on. But you know it has these layers of guitars at the end that complement each other and contrast each other. One of the things I love about the way this album is produced generally is that there are these moments that feel like fugues without being overcomplicated or messy or in any way, shape or form muddy. None of it. Yeah. Empty bowl has that fugue moment. This is definitely like, I was looking for that word. It's very fugue. Like I was thinking almost a round, what they used to call a round. Right. Right. Well, Jenny Van West, I have to thank you. This has been a real pleasure to have you on Backstory Song, and I have to thank you for your your new gift to us in the album Happiness to Burn, which I understand peaked at number seven on the Euro Americana chart. We can't wait for your next album. Maybe you'll come back to Backstory Song to talk to us about that when you get out of this corona quarantine and we get you back in the studio for another album. Well, thank you so much for having me, Doug. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I feel like we could talk all day. This is one of my favorite topics. So yeah, I would absolutely love to come back when the next album, Indigo Blonde, is out, which, you know, it's going to be in the 2020s. (laughs) Sometime in the 2020s. Indigo Blonde. I can't wait. And I have to thank in our studio here, Wyatt Schmidt, our sound engineer, who is also a DJ, DJ Wyatt Schmidt. All right. Well, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Jenny Van West. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org.